back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I wanted to take a second and share something really cool that happened last week. Seek the Joy podcast was included in BuzzFeed's 27 podcasts you need to start listening to in 2018. Um, I am still sort of speechless and floored and so excited that this happened and honored to be included. I am so excited that this podcast and our message is spreading and thank you to everyone who shared their love and support for Seek the Joy. Thank you for spreading and helping me spread these messages of joy, vulnerability, courage, authenticity, and love. We're all on this joy journey together, learning and empowering ourselves and one another and staying honest along the way. And I am so grateful that you're all here and that we're on this journey together. And with that, I also wanted to say welcome to everyone who recently found Seek the Joy. And if you aren't new here, thank you for coming back and listening week after week. I am so happy that you're all here and I'm excited to connect and learn more about you. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram at seekthejoypod underscore. Instagram is sort of my main hub. It's where I post about our new episodes, share announcements about things that are coming up. And I would love to connect with you on there and learn more about you. So the links to our social media pages are included in the show notes for today's episode. We are all in for a treat because today's episode is probably the biggest conversation focused on joy that we've had so far on the podcast. On the podcast today is Dr. Katie Henry. She is a transformational life and business coach, speaker, author, and all-around lover of life, and her clients call her the joy whisperer, and for good reason. Her energy is so contagious, and I am just so excited to share this conversation with all of you. When it comes right down to it, joy is just who Katie is. On today's episode, we chat all about her journey, living a life fueled by joy, choosing not to play it small, and the importance of having a spiritual practice and something that can help ground you and allow you to sort of shift into that perspective of joy and having fun. And right now, Katie is actually living a location-free life, which means that Pretty much all of her belongings are in a storage unit in Chicago, and she is traveling the world. And so she shares with us on today's episode what that experience has been like and the highs and the lows and what she's really learned about herself along the way. Today's episode is full of so many tips and techniques and practices that we can really put into place right now to shift our energy into joy and transform our mindset. As always, to learn more about today's episode, head over to the show notes section of our website, seekthejoypodcast.com forward slash show dash notes, and everything is right there. Also, Katie has been so generous to offer the Seek the Joy community her course to infuse more joy into your life and business for free. Thank you, Katie. I'm so excited to check this out. Make sure you head over to the show notes to find the course and get started. I had the best time connecting with Katie and I know you're going to leave today's conversation feeling inspired and ready to live a life fueled by joy. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the joy whisperer herself, Dr. Katie Henry. I'm so excited to talk to you today and and to learn more about you. And so I figure let's just dive in and, and get started. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Dr. Katie Henry. I am a mindset and business coach, and I'm all about embodying joy in your life, which is why I'm 
so excited for this conversation. Um, <laughs> I am fully owning that my my clients call me the joy whisperer. I've proclaimed myself as the queen of joy and all this stuff, but it's really, truly, when it comes down to it, it's just who I am. It's um, really fully embodying me being myself. And if I'm being honest, like I wasn't doing that for a long time. And yes, I was successful in, um, you know, I had my own private practice. I was, you know, doing fine with my coaching business, um, which is where I was actually running two businesses at one point. Um, but when I actually fully owned who I was and became and embodied this joy uh, of really who I am, that's when things really started to click and shift and in my life and in the lives for my clients. And I was like, Oh, it really can be this easy. It really, this is what, this is what it is. This is what it's all about. But I think the whole point of, of everything is that, you know, we're not here in this world to struggle. We're not here mm -hmm. for things to be hard. And I really was like, Oh, this it really can be this simple because we want to enjoy our lives. We want to enjoy our businesses. We want to enjoy our bodies. We want to enjoy our relationships. We want to enjoy everything. And so when you connect to joy and that feeling and that sensation and you embody it, then things click and things happen a lot easier. And as soon as I did that for myself and I realized this is everything I'm about. And so this is what I, it's what I teach. And yeah, it shows up and manifests in so many different ways, but it all comes back to embodying the joy of who you really are and knowing that that's really all you have to do in anything in your life. And, and that can be applied to every single area of your life. And then it makes the whole entire process so much more fun. So yeah, that's a little like snippet of who I am and what I'm about. Oh, I love that. So was there a moment, I guess, for you where all of this clicked? Because I think you did mention, you know, you weren't always living a life where you were embodying your joy and being yourself. Um, yes. You know, I think it, it's clicked in, in different ways at different times for me. But when I, I really realized um, a big thing as far as from, from my business and also what I was viewing and how I was allowing other people to affect me, there was for sure this pinpointed moment. Um, you know, I had just ended a nearly 10 year relationship, um, which obviously but it hurt. Um, and I was yeah, in this piece of, of, you know, mourning or whatever, but I would always also, you know, had made a transition and had my own practice and I was building my coaching business kind of on the side. And I was just feeling like all these feelings and emotions. And it was like happiness, excitement, joy, sadness, hurt, whatever. And so whenever I had these feelings of kind of overwhelm or, oh my gosh, this is too much. I like respond very well to movement. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go move my body. I'm going to go for a run. That will feel really good. And I know I, I know I'll feel better. So I'm going to go do that. And so I went for a run. And at the time I was living in Chicago and I went for a run along the lake and I was like, oh, this feels really good. I haven't, you know, run for a long distance in a while. I used to do marathons and things like that. And so it just felt really good. And I felt really in my body and I was going along the lake and watching is really healing and cleansing for me. And so with each step of the run, I just was like, okay, this feels good. This feels better. But then it was like, oh my gosh, each step also something else clicked. And I realized mm -hmm. that I had been running my whole life. It wasn't just this little run along the lake. It was, I was running away from who I really was. And that was this joy, right? Like this yeah. was this being of who I am. And so I got back from my run. And the funny thing was that I ran longer and farther than I had in years and it felt so good and it felt so freeing. And once I kind of had that click of, oh my God, I am this joy. I am this feeling and sensation. And I don't have to run away from it. I can actually run towards it. And I got back from that run. And I remember looking myself in the, in the mirror, like looking into my eyes and I had done like Lewis Hay, you know, mirror work and yeah. all that kind of stuff before. Um, but I looked myself in the eyes and I was like, you just get to be you and you get to take care of you. And that's all you have to do is just be yourself, be in your joy. And I said that and I look, I actually looked at myself and I really feel like it was the first time that I saw me for me. Mm. And I was like, oh, 
you have really pretty eyes. And like, that was the first thing I thought of. And I was like, okay, cool. This can be a lot easier. And that was a huge shift for me. You know, I'm a very like giving person and I've always done things for other people. And that's, I will always do that. But I was able to really know that all I have to do is embody this feeling of joy. And so that shifted so much for me. I really, you know, kind of cut ties of relationships that weren't feeling aligned. I, I stepped into my, you know, my business and the way I'm doing it now on a bigger level. Um, and then there have been other moments and, and things like that along the way in the past few years, but that was a huge pivotal thing. And it's funny because it was something I had done all the time, but it was just a different perspective and a different mindset of it. And that's why I think like our mindset and how we view things is so huge because you can have these little moments and these little pivotal shifts that can be like this quantum leap and this massive change in your life. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It can be something simple. Um, and it's a really powerful experience. I love your story and something that you said that's sticking with me, which is running away from your joy versus running towards your joy and running towards embodying that joy in your, in your everyday life. So how long have you been at this where you're running towards your joy now? Um, I've been running. I, I love this. I've been running towards my joy for the past really three years, but fully, 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 fully the past eight months. And I would say the past year has been like the biggest, the biggest shift. That's incredible. I think it has to be yeah. such a shift and so life-changing. So what has that journey been like for you? I mean, have you seen huge shifts in your mindset and how you interact with people and, and how you speak to yourself? I mean, what has that really looked like? Oh my gosh. I've seen shifts in honestly every single part of my life. I've seen it in relationships, like the people I have relationships with, the, the conversations I have with people, whether it's friends, whether it's it's, you know, people I'm dating or what, or like a family member. Um, and I feel like I've had the ability to have real like soul connections with people really mm -hmm. fast because I'm just fully being myself. Um, my health has, I mean, I've always been someone who's been like active and taking care of herself in that way, but I have so much energy and I, I'm always a pretty like upbeat person, but my energy feels like it's through the roof. I used to wake up and be like, Oh, I got to chug coffee and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. now it's just like, I literally pop out of bed and enjoy life. Um, I mean, I'm earning more money in my coaching practice than I did in my private practice as, as a physical therapist, which was a very successful business. And it's kind of crazy. And I'm like, I'm working less, I'm having more fun. I'm enjoying everything and I'm earning in a, in a greater capacity and I'm helping and serving more people, which is, I never thought that was possible. Like a few years ago, I really, yeah. truly didn't. Um, I'm traveling the world. I'm literally like, I put, I think this was another big shift for me is about a little over six months ago, I put my stuff into storage and I kind of leaned into trust in a big, big way and said, I'm going to follow my joy and know that it's all going to work out perfectly. So I'm traveling to different places. I'm going to places that like speak to my soul and I'm just trusting that it's all working out perfectly. And I used to be like a very controlling, like plan it all out kind of person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm going yeah. to Peru in a month and I still don't have everything totally lined up, but I know it's going to be perfect. And so I think that it, it's been one of the most freeing and liberating experiences. And it's allowed me to really truly just be more myself and to be able to connect with people in a real, a real, real genuine way that honestly just feels like the most authentic version of myself that I've ever been able to have. And it has allowed me to, to actually lean more into, into faith and into like my spiritual practice, which has been a whole nother kind of journey in and of itself. And so, you know, I, if, if I'm honest, like I, I might not be having this conversation with you, you know, five years ago, no way. Yeah. But even yeah. three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to be as comfortable with sharing some of this stuff. But now it's like, oh my gosh, I can't help. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, I can't help, but 
not talk about this, you know? And it's just like, gosh, I just want more people to understand the the possibility and the potential that we all have. And it's like, just start tapping into it more and not worrying about the how things happen so much, but just knowing that when you do lean into, into joy and what brings you joy, that it, it really truly gets to be perfect. Uh, I just resonate so much with everything that you just said. And I think a lot of what you're talking about too is that process of stepping into your authenticity and sort of too in alignment with who you are and what it is that you want to do with your life and how you want to spend your time and the people you want to be around and the conversations you want to have. I've certainly found for myself, you know, the more I'm true to myself and honest with what I'm excited about and where I want to go, you not only gravitate towards those situations, but those people too. It sounds like that's definitely been your experience too. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but at first for me, it was a little, it was a little hard. I I say hard with like air quotes, but it was uncomfortable. (laughs) It was uncomfortable. It was just different. And I was just like, wow, can I really be this open and honest with people all the time? Is this how people talk? Like, am I a weirdo? Am I one of those crazy ones? But the more, and, and I felt like I was a little, I was a little weird. I was a little different, but you know what? I think that you get to embody that difference and that uniqueness. And uh, yes, we are all one and we are like this collective energy, but we're all Mm -hmm. like unique pieces of the puzzle. And as we really become our authentic self, um, this is actually something that I said to clients because it was something that was really healing for me because me finding my voice was, and my, my true authentic voice was a little bit of a journey, but I kind of used this affirmation and then embodied it and believed it. And it's something that I share with people a lot, but it's like, when you speak your authentic voice, it heals you mm-hmm. and it hears every single person who hears the real you, you know? So it's not yeah. only a healing process for you, but it's a healing process for everybody else. And so... I used to have this thing around like being, feeling like I was being selfish or I was like, I felt guilty about doing, you know, personal development type of stuff or spending time on these types of things. But it really is something that the more you do this for you and you take care of yourself and you be your authentic self, the more you're able to actually help and, and heal and serve others and like the greater good. And whether that is serving your, your family, your, your spouse, the person, your, you know, your partner, or it's what you're doing in your work or your business and whatever. But the more that we take care of ourselves and our joy and we shift our energy just by being in a room by, as ourselves, like people can feel that and people can feel you and they can kind of take a big exhale and say like, Oh, okay. Like I can just be myself. So you're giving people permission to be themselves without you actually saying anything because you're giving yourself that permission, you know? And that was something that it was a little hard and uncomfortable for me at first. But then as I realized that I was like, Oh, I'm actually, I'm helping so many more people by just being myself. And it does draw you into the the quote unquote right type of people, but the people that just get you. And then you don't have to try so hard because you're just being yourself and you're surrounded by people who are doing the same thing and you're empowering them as much as they're empowering you. And so it's this just beautiful energy, energy exchange, but also it's just a, it's a more peaceful place to be. I mean, that's how it feels for me. It's like, oh my gosh, this massive weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. And I don't, I I used to, you know, I didn't think this, but I actually, when I shifted it, I felt the like boulder being lifted off. It was like this elephant crushing my chest that I didn't realize I was, you know, walking around with for like 28, 29 years of my life. And then I let that be released. And it was like, oh, wow, that feels really nice. Wow, it's, it's such a relief. Like, right? And yeah. then you're, then I realize, oh my gosh, how many of us are walking around with this like weight of the world on our shoulders and we don't have to have that. So mm-hmm. like let's just let that go, you know? I know so many people who are going to listen to this episode are are going to be nodding their heads in agreement the entire time you're speaking. I mean, I think so many of us walk around feeling that weight of the world. And it's also the weight of, of judgment too. It's this yeah. feeling that, you know, 
if you do feel you're weird or if you do feel you're different, um, I can't tell you how many times I've had people in my life who criticize my level of optimism and positivity. And to me, this isn't so much about me. It's more about you and I can have compassion for this and understand this, and but it doesn't mean that this is healthy or good for me. And so I think a lot of us can allow that judgment or criticism from someone else to also change us, you know, to change us, to keep us from stepping into that joy and, and that optimism and, and feeling that sense of lightness. And so it's so interesting and cool for me to hear you talk about, you know, this journey and the process that you've been on and just how you really did feel that weight of the world lift off of you. Yes, totally. And I'm I'm just sitting here nodding my head because I felt that way too. Sydney, I was just yeah. like people are like, oh, you know, act I mean I I I, I dated a guy for years who was like, you are so unrealistic. Get your head out of the cloud. Come back to reality, you know? And I was like but you know what? It was that, that he was, it was like this story that he was saying and it made me doubt myself. And I was like, Oh my gosh, am I? Oh, okay. Maybe this isn't real and whatever. And then I, I, and then I had to be like, no, this is who you are. Stop. Um, but I think that, and and, I mean, if we're being real and honest, like there are a lot of things in this world that, aren't happy and upbeat and joyful. So, so when we are surrounded or we have this reality of, yeah, there is struggle or there is hurt. And there are people that are going through a lot of stuff that it is a little more challenging to be positive and optimistic. But I also have to say that I've seen people in some of the worst of the worst situations and some of them have the most hope the most positive outlook on life and the most potential. And they literally have nothing or have had everything taken away from them. And so I think it's just a huge mindset shift. And I think it shows the power of positive thinking and the power of mindset and the power of belief when you believe in a possibility of, of joy, of abundance, of feeling good and all that kind of stuff that, that actually can be the reality that shows up for you. And it also, you know, has reminded me of what do we actually really truly need and what do we really truly want? And I think that when we, when it comes down to it, or when we kind of dig a little deeper, I believe that what we really want is connection. We really want Mm -hmm. connection, especially as humans. And so that, that whether it's touch or whether it's being heard and seen for who we really are, I feel like that's something that everybody wants. Everyone just wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be supported and feel this connection with others. And I think the best way to do that is to just be yourself. And if you're a positive, happy, upbeat person, just please be that (laughs) because like we need more of that. And I think that's how we help the people that are struggling and the people that are hurting and the people that think that it's hard is by, you know, being the light, being that positive person and also showing people the the potential of what is possible. And that's true. Like inspiration, that inspiration means like to breathe life into. And if you want to breathe life into someone who is not, who is feeling like this piece of hopelessness, you can show them the possibility and not do it in a way of like, wow, look at me, look at me, because that's not the type of person you are, is to just be and embody the positive person. And people will see that, people will feel that, and they might say, oh, maybe that is possible for me. And I think that allows us to be more connected. So I totally resonated with what you were saying because people have said that to me before and you're like... It just, you, you question yourself. And I think it's, absolutely you don't have to question yourself. It's about like, just trust that if this is who you really are and you show up in that way, then people will see that people will connect to that and people will feel that most importantly. I agree with that. I don't know if this resonates for you, but what I've also found is that when I have people in my life or I observe situations like that, where someone sort of is dismissing or poo-pooing essentially, you know, on your path and your joy and your happiness and really who you are. I think too, it's a test for you to, you know, stand up and say, 
no, this is who I am and to remain confident, you know, in being that person. And, and I think those tests in our life continue to show up and it, and the more you own, you know, who you are that way, I think more starts to open up for you. Have, have you had that experience too? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, it's kind of like a snowball effect. I would say in one way, it's like each, each step you take, like it just, people show up or situations happen, or you just happen to be in the right place at the right time to be connected with this person and whatever. But absolutely it happens more and more. And I think that is like, if we're talking more on like an energetic and a spiritual level, it's just because you're at this higher frequency and this higher energy space. And, and if you look at like the, um, Abraham Hicks energy vortex scale, um, if people are like, what the heck are you talking about? It's this, like <laughs> where you're, you're vibrating. Like we're, we're energetic vibrational beings. Every part of our body is like moving at a slow vibration. Um, and so when you raise your energy and you raise your vibe, joy is right up there with like enlightenment is one of the highest vibes. Joy is like right below that. It's like joy, peace, enlightenment. They're all up there. So when you're at those higher frequencies and those higher levels, like, you become magnetic to all of these good things happening. Like that's the law of attraction is like all of this good stuff starts showing up. And it's because you're at this higher frequency and you're at this higher level. And sometimes people ask me, well, like, well, yeah, but how, what, what happens when bad things happen or things, you know, show up and it doesn't work out perfectly. And it's not that you ignore that, but it's just because you're, you're kind of up at this higher frequency where, you, you see it, but you're not as affected by it. I, I describe it as like, I'm in my little joy bubble and I see these things happening and they're showing up, but they're not going to burst my bubble. Like I'm not going to allow that to drag me down because I know that that's, that's number one, not me being authentic to myself and what I want, but it's also, it's just not what I want and how I want to feel. So, you know, I put myself in my little bubble and yeah, sometimes it bursts and sometimes, you know, things go down and bad things happen. I mean, I'm a human being. We all are, but we know how to shift back into that. So I do think it's kind of this like roller coaster ride, but it's about like enjoying the ride and, you know, enjoying Mm -hmm. the journey of it and knowing that you don't have to be so affected when things don't go, you know, perfectly as planned or or whatever. Cause you know, life's not perfect. It's messy. It's an imperfect ride. Right. Right. Yeah. But you can enjoy the mess a little bit. You know, I, I was actually talking to someone the other day about, she was like, what I want clarity around, you know, what I'm doing and what brings me joy in my life and my business and whatever. And I was like, well, what if you got to enjoy the mess and the the messiness of it all? Because that can be fun too. Yes, we want clarity and we want to know how we want to feel. And we want, you know, hey, this is where I get to go in whatever part of my life. But the ride and the messiness can also be kind of fun too. So she was like, oh, I never thought about that. And I was like, well, just try it out and see, you know? Yeah. And I also think it's about learning to enjoy and celebrate that messiness because how are we supposed to enjoy whatever is at the end of our uh, yellow brick road, essentially, right? How Mm -hmm. are you going to enjoy that if you're not enjoying the process in the middle of it? So many of us get hung up on the end result and what we want that to look like. And we focus all our energy on that. But we forget, just like you were saying right now, to enjoy that middle process and how it's messy and how when you are experiencing those moments in your day where things are just not going (laughs) the right way, Uh how do you make that shift? for yourself, either in your mindset or, or in your energy. Oh my gosh. I love this. And I'm just so resonating with everything you're saying. So I think for me, it, um, I always have, like, I, I used to have to like work through it a little bit more, but now it's just like a normal process. And I'm actually like very proud of my ability to shift quickly. However, I understand that that's not always easy for people. So I have a list of, I call it like joyful activities, like go-to things that I know are going to shift my energy. Um, So it's actually like the part of the story I was saying in the beginning about, you know, running or whatever. So movement is always a huge thing for me. And whether it's like going for a walk or going to like, I'm obsessed with soul cycle. I love it. So whether it's like going to one of those classes or um, just like, moving in some way, shape or form, you know, it it can be like 
moving my arms and legs as fast as I can for like a minute and then just literally shaking up my energy and my system and be like, well, okay, now I'm yeah. good. <laughs> um, so those are really, movement is always really powerful for me. Another huge thing is music because music not only shifts you in the ability for it to allow you to connect with something emotionally. Um, it gets to deeper like sensory levels, but for me, and actually there's like a bunch of science behind this too, but different frequencies of music, um, and the vibration of the music too kind of can attune and realign your body. Um, but also your energy to a different, you know, kind of a different frequency. So when you're feeling like low or down or whatever, you're at this lower frequency and you can put music that's actually like at a higher Hertz level to raise your energy and raise your, your vibration and your frequency in that way. And sometimes it's just like reaching out to a friend, you know, I have like a little background on my phone that is just a little reminder to, um, it says like today I choose joy. And, um, I, I am like a huge fan of, you know, little affirmations that pop up on your phone and whatnot. Um, but I think it's about identifying. So like, those are some things that work for me, but just because those things work for me doesn't mean that they'll work for you. So I always have people and I always tell people that like, have some go-to activities that make you feel good, that bring you joy, that elevate your energy and elevate your frequency. And know that like you can do that any day at any time. And I think a, a very powerful thing for me was to know that I have a choice in this and I can always choose how I want to feel. And so you know, in the morning, I always ask myself this and I used to write this out, but now it's just kind of a, a thing that's in my mind. It's like, how do I want to feel today? And some days it may not be like happy, bubbly and joyful, but it may be like, I just want to feel some peace. I want to feel some kind of presence. So it's about asking how you want to feel and then being honest with yourself with that. But then I always follow that question up with, well, what do I get to do today to feel joy? Or what do I get to do today to feel insert whatever the feeling is. And so when you're not feeling good, you can say, well, hold on. What do I get to do to feel better, to feel more joyful, to feel more positive, to feel more upbeat? And it's about knowing that you always have a choice and knowing mm -hmm. that you get to be an active participant in your life, right? You don't have to do anything. You get to do things. And then that allows you to say, oh my gosh, I get to create my reality. And then the other thing is to like lean into faith, whatever you believe in, you know, whatever your spiritual belief is or whatever. I, I really think that it's important to know that like, you're not doing this alone. You are creating this with something higher again, whatever you believe in, but it's also knowing that, yeah, okay, I have a choice in this and I don't have to do everything. And sometimes that can be one of the most freeing things to realize that you can shift from some kind of lower feeling and kind of being like kind of down in the dumps to feeling better. And then you're like, Oh, okay. I don't have to make this so hard. And it's, again, it's like that boulder being lifted off of your shoulders. And then you can say, okay, I think I can feel better. Okay. I can be more joyful. I can be happier. And, and that's a really freeing and a liberating experience as well. I love what you just said about how choosing those emotions, whether it's happiness, joy, peace, uh, calm, whatever it might be for someone. I love how you said that it's a choice, but then also it really sounds like for you, you put a strong emphasis on taking action steps. And I think that's a really important piece because I think so many of us might write down, you know, every day, okay, today I want to feel X, Y, and Z, but what are you going to do for yourself to move you in that direction? And I love your emphasis on that piece of it. Oh, and I think that's huge because if you really want, if you want to talk like manifestation or you want to talk like reaching goals and desires and dreams and whatever, and you can look at any like quote unquote successful person, but they don't sit there and write out like, I want to have this, I want to do this. And then they just are like, okay, I'm ready for it to happen. And they're just sitting there, right? Like <laughs> right. You, you, you get to take some kind of action. And I think it's about knowing that it doesn't always have to be the same action. And in fact, the action sometimes could be, 
you know what? Today I'm going to rest or I'm going to watch a movie or I'm going to go play. Um, you know, I personally have been leaning into a lot more like play and creativity and doing things that are really, truly like fun and joyful. And that is a little bit hard if I'm honest, you know, being an entrepreneur and like having a business that I'm running because part of me is like, oh my gosh, I have to be doing stuff in my business. But the reality of it is, is when I actually play more and have more fun and enjoy things, that's when I'm fully embodying my message and my, and my branding and everything I'm about in my business, but about who I am really. But also that's when I get more ideas. I'm more creative. Things flow more. So when you ask yourself, okay, what do I get to do today? It may not be the, the, the inspired action that you think you are supposed to take, but when you, when you trust, and I think it's also about trusting yourself. So it's about trusting that whatever that first response of like, okay, I get to go for a walk and go outside for an hour. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. And it's about then doing it and doing it right away and trusting. So I think a big piece of that taking action is trusting yourself. And that was something that you know, for me, and I think for a lot of people is, is something that can be a little bit more challenging and can be a little bit harder. So, you know, I started to create opportunities to trust myself more. Um, and I've had a lot of, a lot of clients do that. And I talk about that with my friends all the time. And they're like, what do you mean create opportunities to trust yourself? And I'm like, well, just do something little like, okay, today I'm going to make coffee. And you know what? I'm going to put that like, like, this is such a weird example, but it just popped into my head. Um, I, there was this like dark chocolate flavored almond milk that I was like, oh, that looks really good. And I'm going to, and normally I just have like plain coffee and whatever, but I was like, I'm going to pour that in my coffee and it's going to feel like indulgent. But one of my desires besides joy is like luxury. Like I want to feel luxurious. And for some mm-hmm. reason that felt really luxurious for me. So that was an opportunity for me to trust myself and trust my gut for like, Ooh, I'm going to go for this dark chocolate almond creamer thing and I'm going to pour it in and it's going to be really good. And so that's what I mean. Like it can be little things, but what you're doing is you're telling your, your conscious mind, but also your unconscious mind that, Oh, I trust the decisions I'm making. I trust the actions I'm taking. And as you do that more, you start to trust yourself more and more so that when something big comes along or, you know, a big opportunity comes along in your, in your life or this relationship that, you know, shows up and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm ready to trust a person, which is a lot harder than trusting. Okay. Am I getting the dark chocolate almond creamer, but you've practiced it. It's like flexing that muscle of trust. And so you're able to trust yourself more and you're able to trust the actions that you're taking and knowing that, that actually is exactly what you get to do. So then you're taking action from a space of alignment, but you're taking action from a space of, yeah, I do trust the decisions I make. And that's a huge shift in your life. So I think if you're able to create these opportunities to trust yourself more and more, then taking the action, like you're saying, is a lot easier. So I think that's a really um, important thing for people to try out because it can be really scary to take action on some of this stuff. So start trusting that the action you are taking is exactly, you know, what you are meant to do. I resonate with everything you just said. And I think for so many of us, and I think this would have been me a couple of years ago, if I were to hear this conversation, my thoughts would be, okay, great. That sounds like that works for you, but who's to say that it would work for me? And it's hard to trust yourself and Mm -hmm. to trust the direction that you're moving into, especially if you're going in a direction that is considered to be different or unique or off the beaten path or what's not necessarily expected of you. And I love the advice that you've been giving throughout this whole conversation. I really think it gives people tangible, concrete steps and actions that they can take to start to move in that direction. Oh, absolutely. And I think that I'm I'm a person that needs some kind of tangible thing. So that's how I teach and that's how I talk. And I want to say for anyone who is listening and that is like, okay, this isn't possible. I was totally there too, you know? And I think that you really truly can start 
small and start with these simple opportunities to trust yourself. And I think it's about, you know, just pausing and being really honest with like, what do I actually desire? What do I really want? And like, you know, we're talking about joy. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably want to have some more joy in your life. But joy might not be the word that resonates with you and whatever. Mm-hmm. So is to find that that feeling, that emotion, that desire that really, truly resonates. Because when when we're talking about, you know, goals and dreams and desires and things we're striving for, it's not the goal itself. It's not like checking the thing off the list. It's the feeling that you get when you when you achieve X, Y, and Z. So if you go for the feeling first and you start to create opportunities for yourself to feel that way each day, then whatever you're dreaming for, whatever your goals or your aspirations are, they're going to happen because you're creating opportunities for for yourself to feel the way you want to feel every single day. So, you know, Sydney and I are talking about joy because it's something that really resonates for us. And I don't know about you, but I can connect to the feeling of joy on so many levels. And so that's something that I create opportunities to feel that way every single day. And so I want anyone who's thinking like, okay, is this possible is to find something that you can connect with and you can connect with it on a really deep level. And when I say that, I mean, not only like, okay, I can picture joy, like joy for me. I can see myself like running on the beach and sun shining on my face. And it's like, yay. Hmm. But it's also like a warmth in my body. It's this openness. It's an expansion. It's, you know, hearing like little things like birds chirping and sunshine. And well, I guess you can't hear sunshine, but you know, um, waves crashing <laughs> or whatever. So you can feel it. So it's about this like multi-sensory experience. And I'm Mm -hmm. a person who actually has a really hard time doing visualizations. And it's funny because I usually do a lot of like meditations and things like that that I teach. Um, But I, so when people are like, okay, visualize yourself here. I'm like, I'm trying, but it's really hard. So it's just, you want to feel it. You want to feel it on all of these different levels. You want to feel it in your body. You want to be able to picture it. You want to be able to hear it. You want to be able to, you know, kind of take this snapshot, like you're stepping into a movie and there's this like panoramic view and you can just soak in all of these experiences so that when you say a word or a feeling like joy or peace or bliss or whatever, and you say, that's what I want, you can actually feel that. So I always tell people like, put your hands on your heart, take a few deep breaths and ask yourself, how do you want to feel? And then allow yourself to go to a time in your life when you felt that way, because we all have at some point. So it's allow yourself to connect to that and then allow yourself to feel it. And then you get to trust that okay, you can feel this way more often. And so that's what it it is about is like those little steps. So in those moments where, where you're feeling like, okay, you two are kind of crazy and it's not possible and you're being a little <laughs> weird, but you know what? I think I kind of want a little bit of that. And yeah. then, and then you just take, okay, well, what would that feel like for me? Because it's about our own unique experience in this whole world and in, in all of this stuff. And so identify what that would feel like for you and allow yourself to kind of go there and dream big and like, let it be this like crazy, luxurious thing that you may have never felt before. But in some way, shape or form, you kind of have. So I think that really helps to connect to it. And I always put my hands on my heart. Like that works for me. Might not work for you, but I think that it's a, because if you push down hard enough, you can feel your heartbeat. So you can feel that. So it allows you to connect to the feeling and to kind of this flow of how like the blood flows through our body and our bodies want to be in the state of flow and ease. So when you put your hands on your heart, you're allowing yourself to connect to this ease and flow that's in our bodies and is what like our soul wants, our, our spirit wants, our, you know, our mind wants. We want all of that stuff. So is allow yourself to connect to that, allow yourself to feel it. And then yeah, create these little opportunities to trust the feeling, to trust what you really want. And then realize like, you'll look back and if you, and it may happen fast, but it may take, you know, a year, it may take months, it may take weeks, it may take two days, who knows. But the more you do it, you're going to like, look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm actually living all these things I want. How cool is that? (laughs) Yeah. It really does come down to finding what works for you and taking what someone else might suggest or advise or based on their own experience and then adapting it for yourself. And 
I think everything that you've been suggesting is really tangible and, and things that people can start off, you know, by doing to really shift maybe the direction of their life or the way that they're feeling. And you mentioned this at the beginning of our conversation, but you are location free right now. So you are traveling yeah. all of the time and living in different parts of the world. And you've really chosen not to live small in your life and to to play it big for you. What has that experience been making that shift to really living a big life? I think so many of us want to do it, but may not really know how to get there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that and acknowledge that and fully <laughs> it's receive all true. it. <laughs> I really so, so admire just the willingness and the ability to step out of your comfort zone, put your life in that storage unit and really go, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's like, oh my gosh, my life is in a 10 by 10 storage unit and what's in my car. Um, but it, it was about, it was a huge, like, um, I remember, I think I wrote like a blog on this as I was going into it. I felt like I was on the edge of a cliff and I was about mm -hmm. to like free fall into an ocean, but it was the most terrifying, but also the most exhilarating feeling at the same time. It was like seeing this huge moment of fear and saying like, oh my gosh, like if I'm honest, like, I don't know where I'm going to be in March. I have February kind of figured out, but March, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, and that's in, you know, <laughs> not that much time. And so it's like, <laughs> But I'm, I'm just trusting. It's about leaning into trust. It's about trusting and knowing that as I continue following, you know, my joy or something that I was, I was actually journaling about this, this morning. It was like, I'm following what my, my heart is telling me and what my soul is telling me. And I'm just trusting that it is the exact right thing. So it was, it was terrifying and it was scary, but it was also like, I know this is exactly what I not even need to do. It was like, it was like, I have to, I must, this is, yeah. this is the next right action. And I just know that I meant for so much more than, than even what I'm doing now. And it was actually, this was an amazing thing that I didn't even realize, but, um, I kind of rebranded all of my stuff and I, like I owned, like I went to Duke and I got my doctorate and I, I'm like technically like Dr. Katie Henry yet. I never owned that. And mm -hmm. it was like, okay, Katie, like own the, the education you have and the experience that you have and what you have to share with this world. So I rebranded all of my stuff and my website and everything. Um, and I, I didn't even see this until a few days ago, but the woman that did all of that for me was like reflecting on her clients and whatnot. And she, you know, put my thing up there and I was like, Oh, how nice. You know, she put my thing up. That's really nice. And then I read what she wrote and she's like, this woman's going to be on Oprah. And I, Aww. I saw that and I was like, I know I'm going to, I have no idea how, but it's like, I just know I'm meant for so much more. And it's a, it's been a huge surrender and a huge trust and not worrying about how. And I think a lot of us do that. And a lot of us get caught up in it. And I have moments literally every single day where I'm like, but how am I making this happen? But how, but how, but how? And then it's about reframing and being like, but no, you just get to trust. And I get to just like I follow my joy, you know, that's kind of my thing. I'm actually thinking of like yeah. getting that tattooed onto me somewhere, but it's that that's what I meant to do. And so it's like, I can't play small because I know, I think that this is a really important thing that clicked for me. And for anyone who's like, okay, I think I may be playing small. I want to, you know, I want to go bigger is there is somebody out there that needs to hear what you have to say. And whatever scale that is, and it doesn't have to be in a business sense. It doesn't have to be in like, okay, this is how I'm making money and whatever. But I knew that I had to speak up and speak my, my truth more because there are people that need to hear what I have to say. There are people who I'm going to say something in a way that clicks for them and I could change their life and I may never meet them. And I may, they may never pay me a cent to work with me, or they may never like read anything I've written, or they may never, you know, come to an event I do or whatever, but there's something that I put out there in the world that clicks for them and can change their life. And that was for me, like, okay, Katie, this isn't because it's not about me and it's, it's not about what's going to serve me. I'm, I fully believe that 
I want to, I'm about impact. Like I want to make a big impact. And so for me, I can't play small because if I want to make the impact that I, I feel and know that I'm meant to make, I have to do the things that are uncomfortable and scary because there's so many people that need to hear what I have to say. And so it's not about me. And so if I play small, then I'm being selfish and I'm not a selfish person. So I would say for anyone who's like feeling this, oh my gosh, but what do I do? It's scary. It's terrifying is to remember that it's actually not about you and that we're here to make some kind of impact in the world. And, you know, I want to leave this life and, and feel like, Hey, I made a difference. And whether that's in one person's life or whether it's in a million people's lives, that doesn't matter. It's about knowing that I'm here to make an impact in the world. So that's how I got over the playing small. And if I'm honest, like, I feel like I'm still kind of playing small, like it gets to be bigger. (laughs) So I actually just decided this morning, I'm like, I'm quantum shifting into something next level and bigger. I don't know what that means, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing it. I'm doing it today. So I think we can all do that. We can like make these massive shifts and we can make them fast. And it's just again, it kind of goes back to that trust and surrender. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. And what you were talking about just now about impact, the way you were describing the impact that you want to have and you will have with who you are and the work that you're doing. For me, so much of that reminds me of empowerment. And I think especially when you were talking about how there's someone out there who needs to hear what it is that you have to say. And and I think I don't know about you, but what I found is that through owning my voice, it's had this sort of domino effect of empowerment where I start to feel empowered in my voice and that's impacted other people in my life. It really resonates so much in, for me, at least with what you were just saying about the impact you want to have. And have you had a similar experience in terms of empowering yourself and empowering others along the way? Oh, absolutely. I I completely agree with what you're saying in all levels. And I think it's about um, what we were talking about earlier about like raising your energy and raising your frequency is when you do that for yourself, you, you show other people what's possible and you, you empower them, you inspire them, and then they can then go and do that for others. So it is that domino effect, that ripple effect of you changing your own life is what empowers others to do the same. And I think that's how, honestly, if, if we want to talk like on global world levels, like that's how we can change the world. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how we can bring more, you know, world peace or more whatever. It's funny. I actually saw Oprah post something on this for like her magazine. She's like, what dish would you serve to, um, have world peace? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to respond to this. And it was like, you can be in her magazine. (laughs) I'm like, maybe she'll see this. I don't know. But, um, it was that I would serve up joy. Like I would serve this feeling and the sensation. And so I don't know if you're supposed to say food, but I was like, cause I think that is when you empower others to feel joy by doing it yourself, you, you, you shift and you change this collective consciousness and this feeling of the whole world. And so by empowering ourselves, we do empower others and we can truly be, you know, the, the Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world, I think is, it's a huge thing that I, you know, try to choose and live by. But I think that's really true is by empowering yourself, that's how you be the change because you empower others to do the same exact thing. So yeah, I totally agree. I love what you just said about what you would serve up. You would serve up joy. I think as we lighten ourselves up and experience more joy and happiness and peace, you know, it has that ripple effect. And what would you say, though, that you've learned the most about yourself in the last three years or 18 months, you know, of this journey you've been on? For me, it's that joy is our natural state. You know, before I did the coaching work that I do, I worked with children and I mean, I still like surround myself with kids because I think they are, especially toddlers, like the embodiment of joy. And I think if you realize, and no matter what your childhood was like, like we come into this world with like a cry, like a scream, right? But it's not Mm -hmm. a scream of, ah, it's a scream of like, yes, I got out of that womb, scary thing. And I'm out into the world. Um, but it's like (laughs) children approach life with this wonder and this awe and this curiosity, this, this fearlessness and this joy of like, oh my gosh, 
you know, they discover their body, like, look at this hand, look at this foot, and they're running around and playing. And I fully believe that that's our natural state. And as we get older and, you know, like, you know, at the age of seven, your conscious mind develops and and we get to use our brains and we get to, you know, learn and grow and whatever. But I think sometimes we do get a little too serious and we do, you know, try to overthink stuff and figure it all out. But really who we are is this joyful, happy, bubbly, you know, playful, curious soul. It's really the truth of where we are. So when we kind of go back to that state, which I believe is our natural state, and I also believe that like joy is our birthright. Joy is something that we can always experience. But we approach life with this wonder and curiosity and this joy, it does get to be more fun and it feels better. And that's been one of the most freeing and liberating things for me in the past, you know, few years, but especially the past year, even six months since I've been in, you know, my little location free journey, but is to really know and believe that this is normal. This is how we want to feel because we've felt this way at some point in our lives and to know and, and believe that this can be our new norm. And it's really freeing. It's really liberating. And it's, it's so much more exciting. Yeah. I really, I really resonate with that and, and agree so much with that. And I wanted to ask you this earlier, but with, with being location free and, and moving all the, you know, all the time, whether that's every month or every couple of weeks, how do you really keep yourself grounded? Do you have a, a practice or a routine that you come back to during those times? Yes. Um, I, if I'm fully honest, I wasn't grounded in the beginning when I was doing this because I was like all over the place and I have like reason, <laughs> right, 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 right. But, um, you know, I have a spiritual practice. I do mindset work. I do journaling. Um, I don't like do a full blown meditation every single day. And some people are like, assume that I do. And sometimes that meditation is like, close my eyes and breathe for five seconds. And okay, that's my meditation for the day. Um, but I do have a non-negotiable like journaling in some way, shape or form that I do. And sometimes it is five minutes and sometimes it's an hour. Um, but what I realized is I am pretty in tune with myself. And so when I was like a place for a few days and then going somewhere else and going somewhere else, going somewhere else, I was like, Whoa, I'm not grounded. So I've now set up you know, I am, I am in a space for more time. Um, I always do my best to get outside, go for a walk, um, actually like root down and ground, like stomp my feet. Yeah. I will do, you know, grounding meditations and breath work. Uh, I practice yoga when I can. Um, it helps me get more into my body. So I think my biggest pieces to stay grounded that I do is, is my, is journaling. Um, again, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but I, it's, so it's journaling, it's, um, meditation a little bit, it's being in nature, being outside in some way, shape or form and moving my body. But what I want people to hear is they may hear that and be like, Oh my gosh, that's so much stuff. You can do all of that in like 10 minutes. You really can. So it doesn't have to be like this whole massive extensive thing. And I do it sporadically throughout the day. So I may in the middle of the day, go for a walk or, you know, in the morning, do some journaling or in the evening, do some journaling. And I know also when I I talk, some people are like, well, great. That's because you're location free and you have your own business, but I can't do that. And I have, you know, five kids and I have a husband and I have all these you know responsibilities. But I, I think that it's about knowing that what we were talking about before, that when you take care of you, you are taking care of everyone around you. So create space for five or 10 minutes in your day. And it can be, you know, two minutes in the morning, three minutes in the afternoon, one minute at night, whatever it is, but create a little bit of space for yourself to, to stay grounded and stay present in you. And the other thing about for me to be grounded is about being honest with myself and being honest with how I'm feeling and being honest and having real open, honest, genuine conversations with people. And so sometimes a way that I stay grounded is I, you know, you know, I'll I'll be like, oh my gosh, I had plans with this friend and whatever. And to say like, Hey, you know what? I really need to rest today. Or like, I, I'm going to be late because I need to go work out or I need to take a bath or I need to do whatever. Or like, 
in my business, last night I was supposed to lead a meditation in one of my communities. And I said, you guys, my energy is not right for this. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I will do it, but we're going to do it tomorrow instead. But it's about, I, I was honest with myself and I was like, nope, my energy's not right. So it's not going to come across in the wrong way. So it, it circles back to that trust piece we were yeah. talking about before. So again, those are things that work for me, you know, sometimes tea or, you know, putting good foods into my body, those types of things. Um, but it's being honest with what do I actually need in this moment um, and trusting myself too. So coming back to that trust, that's yeah, been a theme for myself. Back to that trust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it really does come back to that trust and taking care of yourself. And I love every piece of advice that you've really given and, and that you've shared. And it's all really based on your own experience and what has worked for you. And that's really what makes you so relatable. And I think people gravitate towards your energy and it makes so much sense to me <laughs> after having this conversation with you and, and kind of going back off of that trust. And we were talking about this earlier, you know, the trust to know that you're going to end up where you're meant to end up. And for me, that's sort of des the piece about destiny in my mm -hmm. own life. Is having that trust and with having that and, and the impact that you talked about earlier, what would you say is your biggest dream? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, honestly, this is going to sound cheesy and kind of simple, but it's the truth. I want people to know that like my biggest dream is for the whole world. But for just people to know that they can create their life in any way, shape, or form that they want. And that I want everyone to know that they truly get to experience joy every single day, even if it's for a moment. My biggest dream would be for everyone in the world to know that. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think having examples for people and showing people you know, that this is tangible and this is possible and this is how you can get there. And, and I think through your work, you're doing that. I love your dream. I, I just love it. This has been a wonderful conversation. I've so enjoyed getting to know you and um, hearing more about you and just the journey that you've been on. And for anyone that's listening and, and wants to get involved and work with you or learn more, where can everyone find more information and, and get involved? For sure. Um, well, first off, Sydney, like, thank you so much. I've appreciated this whole conversation as well. Oh, so too. I just want to thank you for like creating this and for everyone who's listening, just like, thank you for taking the time out for yourself too. So I just want to acknowledge you for that first, but you can find me. Um, all of my stuff is Dr. Katie Henry. So it's Dr. Katie Henry. Uh, and that's my website. So drkatiehenry.com, my social media, I play a lot on Facebook and Instagram. So it's like at Dr. Katie Henry for both of those. Um, I have like, you know, LinkedIn and, and, and Pinterest and stuff, but I'd say Facebook and Instagram are my places where I like to play. So yeah, follow me, reach out. I personally respond to, um, things on Facebook and Instagram all the time. Like I have a team of people too, but I just love connecting with people and I think it's because my big thing is about impact. So if you have a question or you want to reach out or in any way, shape or form, just reach out and I would be more than happy to have a conversation. Oh, I love that. It really is all about connection. And I think through creating those connections is really how we're all going to start to shift and move in a direction that really serves us and who we are. And uh, I will include all the information for you in the show notes uh, for this episode. So it'll be so easy for people to find you. And thank you. Thank you for being on Seek the Joy podcast. Thank you for sharing your life fueled by joy with us. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I just want to tell people to like, go do something that brings you joy every single day. Yes, you totally get to do it. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode with Dr. Katie Henry. I left this conversation feeling so energized and uplifted and inspired and my hope is that you leave this episode feeling the same way. 
Just a couple of quick announcements though before we go. First of all, the second episode in our new series, The Power of Storytelling, airs on February 22nd, and I want you to be part of it. So to learn more and to submit your story, visit the Share Your Story section of our website. Fill out our interest form and I'll get back to you ASAP. Also, to have your story be part of February's episode, I just need to receive it no later than February 18th. Also, thank you so much to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast on Apple iTunes. And if you feel so inspired to leave us a rating or review, make sure to email me a screenshot of your review to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. As a token of my appreciation and gratitude for your love and support of this podcast, I will send you my new Seek the Joy guide for infusing using more joy into your life. This guide was really created based on what I've learned from these Seek the Joy conversations so far. And along with this guide, you'll also receive two limited edition Seek the Joy podcast stickers, which I will mail out to you. I was really searching for a tangible way to say thank you for your love and support. And I can't wait to send both of these things out to you guys. So that's it. Thank you so much for being here. If you've made it all the way to this point, thank you and have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday. <music>